0: from Kumase, Ghana, and this is also on Facebook Live for George, and so we greet those in Kumase, uh, the church in Kumase, George's friends and so forth, watching, and uh, so uh, let's welcome George, all right? Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor Dave. Um, I want to thank you and Pastor Jeannie for your service and your ministry to the body of christ um i'm very grateful that through these difficult times we had you and pastor Ginny and pastor randon and angeline standing in and ministering to us you could reach us in our homes it's amazing the impact that you've had um thank you so much let's bow our heads for a word of prayer father we thank you for tonight We pray for clarity of understanding. And we pray that your word will go forth in faith and in power to your people. We pray that tonight's meeting will be another moment of refreshing, of upliftment, of blessing in your presence. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for an answer prayer. Amen. Amen. So, I'm speaking... Uh, on a very interesting topic tonight, which is the nature and ministry of angels, the nature and ministry of angels. Now this is um, a subject that you know many Christians are aware of, but sometimes we don 't talk about it as often as we talk about the Holy Spirit or as often as we talk about jesus and and other things in the Bible, which is fine but Tonight I felt um, led in my spirit to talk about this um, because the Lord is doing something new and the Lord is doing something very powerful around the world. And it's important for us to understand that angels are very important to individuals, um, to communities, to nations, um, and more importantly, to the church. Okay, so... And they have a very critical role to play in the church. They are not the church. The church is the ecclesia, the called out ones. The the church is made up of men that God has called. But the angels are in the church. When you come to Mount Zion, you find angels there. Amen. So um, it's important to learn about them. And we can't really talk about angels without Affirming the truth that we live in a spiritual world, because by their very nature they are spirits, and they they confirm or they affirm or the scriptures affirm that we do live in a spiritual world, and it's very important to understand that this world is real, and it's here. We are part of that world right now. So sometimes people. Um, People get scared when you talk about the spirit world. You know, often it's because of how the message may be presented. But you have to know that you are in a spiritual world, even though you do live in a physical world. And this physical world, in fact, our physical universe is in the spiritual world. Because the Bible shows us, let's go to Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So he's saying that the visible world came from the Word of God. And Jesus said in John 6, 63, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Do you see that? So, before the world leaped into existence, there was a spirit world that preceded ours. Number two, there are spiritual beings and spiritual activities that happen in the spirit world. Now, people may say, I don't believe that. That's okay. But it does not exclude you from the impact of those activities. Praise the Lord. There are spiritual beings and there are spiritual activities that take place. In the spirit world. And whether you are aware of it or not, those activities, one way or the other, impact your life. And in the spirit world, there are only two sides. You are either on the side of God and his angels, or the devil and his demons. There are no middle grounds. There is nothing like, I don't want to be a part of this. (laughs) There is no sitting on the fence. Amen. That's what I'm trying to say. So you are, you are in either one of two kingdoms. The kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. So who are angels? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. They are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who inherit salvation. So angels are spirits. They are servants who are sent to serve. The children of God. They minister for you. Now, it doesn't say they minister to you, even though they can do that. But their primary responsibility is to do things that are consistent with God's plan and God's will. For the church and for individuals. They are countless. In Hebrews 12 verse 22, we know it says that on Mount Zion... Is the city of the living God. When you come to Mount Zion, you have come to the city of the living God. You have come to the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to innumerable company of angels. So, sometimes Christians become afraid of devils and witches and wizards. You have to know where you are. Amen. You have to be conscious of where you are. You are in the presence of angels. As I speak to you right now, there are many of them here. Hundreds. Thousands. The Bible says they are innumerable. They are countless. Of course, the devil also has countless demons. Okay? But the angels of God outnumber them. They outnumber them. At least, at least for every one demon, there are two angels. That's the minimum ratio. Okay? So, you should never be afraid of the devil. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Um. They have a role in the life of a believer. So every person, every human being that exists has an angel that is assigned to you. What is their role? Their role is to make sure that at some point in your life, you discover God's plan for your life. That's their role, is to make sure that they, you know, they influence circumstances and situations to bring you to the gospel. Now, they don't preach you will never find an angel preaching the gospel. The gospel is the responsibility of men. But angels have a role to play in that, in that guidance. Let's look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Jesus said, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. He, he was talking about children. For I say to you that in heaven there angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. Now, so it doesn't mean that when you grow the angels depart (laughs) it doesn't mean that right but jesus told us he gave us insight that when a child comes into this world an angel is assigned to that child okay for many reasons we'll go into that the pre-existed creation of the earth now the Bible doesn't give us a lot of details about whether they pre-existed creation of the physical world, but the Bible shows us that they pre-existed creation of our planet. Specifically, Job chapter thirty-eight, verse four. God and Job are having a conversation, and Job say, uh, God says to Job, "Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Wow! <laughs> Tell me if you have understanding." Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? Now that tells you that the earth is suspended on something. This is long before we discovered the earth was round, okay? When the morning stars sunk together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So he's talking about the angels when they saw the creation of earth. They shouted for joy. Praise the Lord. Because of God's plan. Because of God's plan. The earth is very important in God's plan. So we've talked about who these are. I'm just trying to give you an overview who angels are. So my next Subtopic is what is the nature or the character of angels? What do they behave like? Who are they? Okay, number one, they, they only appear to men according to the will of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is important because sometimes people get misled into the worship of angels and other things that are somewhat occultic and not consistent with the Bible. You don't see angels at will. They only manifest themselves to you as the Holy Spirit wills, and you only see them when, sometimes, when the gift of discernment of spirits is in operation. Now, incidentally, some people think that um, discernment of spirit is only for detecting the presence of demons. No, it doesn't say discernment of demons. It says discernment of spirits. So any spirit, it could be the spirit of God, it could be an angel, it could be uh, uh, the devil or any any of his cronies. Amen. So they only appear. Let's look at First Corinthians chapter 12, verse, uh 10 through 11. That's what I just talked about. So you have to be careful when we teach these things because we are promised we are not promised that we would see them in this physical world. We will see them at will or any time. But we are promised that they work for us. Okay, so what they do for you is more important um, than whether you see them or not. For example, when uh, when you put a letter in your mailbox, you don't necessarily have to see the mailman come for the letter. You just put the letter in and you know that there is a system in place to carry your letter from where you placed it to the destination. Right? So God wants us again to also have that consciousness that these beings are with us. They are always with us. And, and their responsibility is to do things for us and on our behalf. Whether you see them or not, it's not relevant. Sometimes God will allow you to see them, but that's not relevant. The most important thing is what they do. And for us to understand how they work. Praise the Lord. Number two, they possess heavenly bodies, but can take on the form of human beings. So they can, they can, you can meet an angel in town and not realize it. <laughs> Does it happen? Yes. There are many examples in the Bible that shows. They possess heavenly bodies. They have glorified bodies, but they can appear as normal human beings, not normal men walking around. Okay? That's why the Bible tells us that we should be careful how we treat strangers. Because some unknowingly have entertained angels. Okay? Um, let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, 39-41. Paul is talking about different kinds of bodies here. And he's talking about what happens in the rapture and when we go to heaven and stuff. But he's he's... Communicating a very important revelation. He says, "All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory, So do you see that first he talks about terrestrial bodies and then he talks about celestial bodies. So angels have celestial bodies. Okay, so they don't have to get your key to enter your room. (laughs) They can come to your room at any time and they can leave any time. They are not restricted by the material barriers. That restrict us because they have a celestial body. Remember when Jesus came out of the grave, he had that kind of a body, right? Um, And then he says, there is one glory of the sun. So now he's talking about celestial bodies and he's saying, the glory of the sun is another and the glory of the moon is another. And another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another in glory. So even among angels, they have different levels of glory. And they have different levels of power. When you read revelations, you see, sometimes he talked about, and I saw angels. Other times he would say, and I saw a mighty angel. And other times he described the angels because of how they appeared. One time, one, one of the scenes in revelation, John sees an angel who stands with one foot in the sea and another on the land. Very huge creature. Said his face was like the sun. His voice was like thunders. They are not all like that. Okay? They are not all like that. But it tells you they differ in glory. They differ. And they have different functions as well. We will talk about that later at some point. Um, let, let's look at Revelation ten one. I think that's what... Yes, it says... And I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. This is not God. This is not Jesus. This is one of the angels in heaven. Praise the Lord. You should should be happy and very bold as a Christian. Because like the prophet said, they that are with us are more than they that are with them. Praise the Lord. All right. Um, Number three. Oh yeah, let's, um, still talking about two, let's look at Genesis 18, verse two. I'm kind of running through this because I want to get to a point where I want to emphasize. Genesis two, you see, Abraham is sitting in his tent in the heat of the day. And he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. So he took butter, milk, and calf, which he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Think about it. Abraham is sitting in his tent in the day and he sees three men. Now Abraham has walked with God for some time. So he's very sensitive. Okay, so he could discern immediately that these were not ordinary men. But the Bible tells us... That, watch the, the words the Bible uses to describe them. Men. It tells you how they looked like when they appeared. Okay? They looked like normal human beings. And he approached them and he brought them into his house. Took very good care of them. Now, look at verse 16. It says, Then the men rose. Why didn't he say the angels? He's telling you the form in which they appeared. Alright? And the same thing happened when they went to, uh, in chapter 19, when they went to Sodom. Now, the people of Sodom were not discerning enough. They thought these were strangers they could abuse. So, they came to Abraham's uh, nephew and said, Lord, bring the men out to us that we may know them. <laughs> but they didn't know that those angels were there to pass judgment. Okay, but... These three men, it so happened that one of them was actually the Lord himself. So there were two angels and the Lord. Just to let you know that these angels can take on different forms. Now, it's a power that they have. I don't know how they do it. We don't need to know, but it's a power they have. It's something they can do. Now, remember that the devil and his angels also did the same thing. They turned themselves into men and slept with women and had children. Do you see that? This was is kind of a corrupted power. But they can change form. Alright? Um, number three, the angels of God don't accept worship. Okay? No angel of God accepts worship. If you see in the Bible, anywhere an angel accepts worship is the Holy Spirit. It's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit or God himself. And there is usually... A phrase that is used to describe him. They would say the angel of the Lord. Or the angel of his presence. Whenever you see that phrase. Is God himself appearing as an angel? Okay. But apart from God. No angel accepts worship. Now that's why Satan fell. Because worship is reserved for God. And it's the very thing he craves. Now let's look at um, Luke chapter 4 verse 6 to 8. Satan and Jesus are having a conversation. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and your glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomsoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. So Satan craves worship. And and the only way he does that is he gives material things in exchange for worship. So, the reason why he runs material things is not because he wants it. He doesn't need it. He's a spiritual being. He doesn't need to drive a car. He doesn't need a house. He doesn't need money. He doesn't need a job. Do you understand? But if he can use those things to draw men to worship him, because that's what he truly wants. And that's what he tried to do to Jesus. And look at what Jesus tells him. He answered him and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. So, God, worship is for God alone. Alright? Not for angels. So, if an angel is true, they will never accept worship. Now, let's look at Colossians 2.18. Colossians 2.18. Paul is talking to the church and he's advising them he says let no one cheat you of your reward taking delight in false humility and worship of angels do you see that so we are not supposed to do that that's not something and if an angel appears to you and accepts worship and it's it's most likely not an angel of god see so we have to deal these are spiritual beings they're part of our lives They are very important, but we have to learn what the scripture says about them and what it doesn't say about them. Amen. Um, Number four, they always honor God and hear the word of God. Now, they hear not just the word of God, but they hear the voice of his word. Now, that's very important. Let's go to Um, Psalm 103, verse 20. Psalm 103, verse 20. It says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength. Wow. Wow. They excel in strength. (laughs) Uh, When Jesus stood before Pilate, he said, Aren't you answering my questions? Don't you think I have the power to destroy you? (laughs) Jesus said, you have no power. You have no power. And even right now, I can ask my father to give me 12 legions of angels. A legion is somewhere between 3,000 to 12,000. So 12 times that. said, in an instant, they will descend. But this is not my time. This is your hour. But listen, he says they excel in strength. They are strong beings. They are mighty men. Okay? And in the Bible, when you read it, they are always described in 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 the context of male. But they are asexual. Because Jesus told the Jews, when they came to him to ask him a question about whether we would marry in the resurrection, he said no. And he said the people who will be counted worthy of that world will be as the angels. They neither marry nor are given into marriage. Okay, so they are asexual. Um, And he says, They do, who do his word, Heeding the voice of his word. So they don't just hear the word of God, They hear the voice of his word. That means, it doesn't matter whose voice it is. If it is the voice of the word of God, when you put the word of God in your mouth, they'll listen to you. Now, they will not, they will not just act anyhow. They, they are very strict, okay? And they are very disciplined beings. So, they, that's why sometimes some things happen and Christians wonder, Oh, why didn't God? And sometimes, two things happen, you pray and then something happens. And you're wondering why that happens. The angels, before they become active, your words can make them active or inactive. What you say can make them do something for you or not do anything. Now, they will not harm you. The angels of God don't harm you. They don't harm his children. But if you don't speak in consistency with the word of God, um, they'll, just, they'll just watch you. They'll be inactive. Okay? Hallelujah. Now, I want to discuss one of the functions of these important creatures. We will go into other functions some other times. But one of the things they do is that they influence people to act according to God's will and his plan. They influence people to act according to God's will and his plan. Let's look at Daniel 11. Verse 1. Gabriel is having a conversation with Daniel. And he tells Daniel something. Which I think is very important for us to learn. He says. In the first year of Darius the Mede. I. Even I. Stood up to confirm and strengthen him. This is Gabriel talking. He says. When Darius became king. I stood up to strengthen and confirm him. Now you study the history, you know, even though Darius is a pagan king, the Jews revere him a lot. He's part of the Jewish history. And the reason is because he was one of the people that helped them to start and build the temple. and He did a lot of things for the Jews that were consistent with God's plan. But the angel tells us why Darius did that. Because he influenced him. Okay? He said, I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. For what? To do what God wanted to be done. Now, this is one of the reasons why we pray for leaders. You have to get this, because as, as much as God assigns angels to leaders, the devil also assigns his people to leaders. So sometimes you find a certain leader who takes decisions that are dangerous, puts people's lives in danger you'll find places around the world where leaders make decisions and kill and destroy lives. And you wonder why they do it. Okay, there are forces behind the scene. And when we pray, these angels go into operation. Am I making sense to you? It's very important to understand. They are there and they do their work. Now let's look at... um, uh, So, the scripture that I just talked about is in 1 Timothy 2, 2, verse 1 to 2. We can look at that. Paul is saying, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life. He didn't say that they may be saved. He said that, in a, in a separate sentence. But he said the reason why we pray for them is that we may lead a quiet and a peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. Okay, now, let's, in 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verse 7, look at what the Bible says. It says, now Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. So leaders just don't take decisions. Am I making sense to you? This is David, he's a prophet of God. But the Bible says that Satan stood up and moved him. And God was displeased. So that's why we pray. That's why no you know the things that are happening around the world today as we approach the Lord as we approach the coming of the Lord, we have to understand that the battle in the realm of the spirit is getting tougher and stronger every day. And we must pray as believers so that God's will will be done and God's will will be accomplished. We must pray for our leaders. We must pray for our families. One of the reasons why God left you here and didn't take you to heaven so that you will stay here and intercede. If you study the Bible carefully, anytime intercessors operated, intercessors operated on the earth. Intercessors must always be on the earth to intercede. Praise the Lord. Now, there's another scripture. Let's go to Ezekiel 28. I want to show you these things because People think, oh yeah, this just this, this leader is just—he's nuts. He's making uh, decisions that's just destroying people's lives. And then there are leaders around the world, nations around the world that are almost impervious to the gospel. Dark nations where people are abused, lives are destroyed, and we wonder why these things happen. Okay, Ezekiel twenty-eight verse one. Now the prophet, it's speaking. He says, The word of the Lord came to me again saying, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, Thus sayest the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up and you say, I'm a God. I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas, yet you are a man and not a God, though you set your heart as the heart of a God. And he said a lot of things that were coming, that were going to happen. He described the boastness and the boastfulness and the pride of this prince of Tyre. But the conversation or the prophetic declaration changes in verse ten, because watch what the prophet says in verse ten. He says, "You shall die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of aliens, for I have spoken," says the Lord God. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you, you were on the holy mountain of God, you walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery storms. You were perfect in your ways, from the day you were created, till iniquity was found in you. So, he said, speak to the king of Tyrus. So, in that chapter, the prophet addressed the prince of Tyre, and he addressed the king of Tyre. The prince of Tyre and the king of Tyre are two different people. The prince of Tyre is the earthly king, the man sitting in the political seat. But the prophet shows us by revelation that in Tyre at the time was Satan's seat of government. So he addresses Satan. And he shows us the things that the king of Tyre was doing was not just by himself. He was inspired of the devil himself. Am I making sense to you? So this, this is one of the reasons why we pray. Because angels are there to influence situations and circumstances. To fall in line with God's plan. And the devil also has his own structure. He has his demonic structure. That is also responsible for causing chaos. You want to know where all the things that are happening in this world is coming from? The wars, the pestilence, the death, the destruction. You want to understand why these things happen? Praise the Lord. So, I wanted to share this word with you tonight. I want you to be on your feet. and, And let's have... Just a short word of prayer because I want you to pray that the Holy Spirit will send his influence around the world. Will send his influence around the world. And the ministering spirits of God will minister for the preservation of the saints. For the furtherance of the gospel. Pray for our leaders. Pray for the president of this country, the presidents around the world, the presidents and the heads of states in Europe, people in Africa, men and women who have been placed in positions of power, that they will come under the influence of God, that they will make decisions that are right. In the name of Jesus, kada ramando shaka bahasilas, kira Bahashatas. In the name of Jesus, makrado In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your ministering spirits gone forth into the world to influence situations and circumstances for the good of your church for the good of your children we pray tonight oh god every satanic resistance we come against it in jesus name and let the military angels of god be unleashed upon every forces of darkness destroying lives claiming lives destroying souls in the name of jesus we thank you for the grace that you have made available to us and we thank you that the angels are working they're working concerning our families they're working concerning our lives concerning our careers they're working concerning the gospel concerning souls we thank you jesus For honoring your word, we give you glory, O God, for an answered prayer, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Yes, if you want prayer for anything, you can come up and I'll join with you in faith and pray with you. Amen. God bless you.